Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Well, uh, uh, welcome to the show, Dan. Uh, what's going on today? Man, it's the third Saturday in October. Tennessee's taking on Alabama, and I, I cautiously say this is the best I've felt about it in my whole life. Oh, wow. That's, that's fantastic. And, of course, um, NASCAR, and you got Larry McReynolds uh, is, a, uh, uh, is an Alabama fan, uh, Crimson Tide, and had to hear about that. Um, basically all week, so now it's invaded this show as well. Well, uh, good luck. What time's the game? It's uh, a 3.30 CBS kickoff Eastern, so 1.30 here in New Mexico. All right. Well, uh, I, I don't mean to brag, but I'm going to. Um, I've got the hottest ticket, though, this weekend. Um, flying out to Kansas City later today, going to the Chiefs-Bills game uh, tomorrow. So uh, that was my birthday gift. Uh, thank you. Thank you for my wife. But uh, hey, let's jump into some other stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, going on this weekend, the race is out in Las Vegas and our Spencer Hill uh, was on the way out there. Um, he's actually going to be crewing for the ARCA race this weekend, uh, but stumbled on some uh, breaking news. And here's where I caught up with Spencer to tell me all about it. Hey, um, Spencer, so uh, you sent me some cool video the other day of uh, Riley Herb's uh, transporter on the side of the road. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what you saw and what kind of transpired after that. Yeah, Dave, it was a scary situation just outside of Flagstaff, uh, just on the west side of the city. Unfortunately, the Monster Energy number 98 Xfinity hauler got into a big wreck on the side of the highway. Big damage to the tractor, minimal damage to the trailer. They were able to get it out of the guardrail with another tractor, and we expect Herps to be able to race those same vehicles this weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, but very scary incident for sure. Wow, and so you, you said it was uh, kind of outside Flagstaff. Um, that's a pretty windy road. Do you do you think that there maybe some got in front of it, or maybe there was some speed involved? Is is there anything you can tell as far as how the accident came about? Yeah. So an update from Stuart Haas Racing said earlier that the driver of the transporter actually fainted oh, uh, wow. while going seventy five miles an hour on the interstate there. So not a good situation uh i mean these are the best in business too it's very rare for something like this to happen they log thousands of miles i mean week in and week out so to see something like this is rare uh but accidents do happen i mean crazy things happen out there it's a dangerous job whenever you're hauling trailers like that and uh in this sport it's no different so thankfully both gary and woody both the drivers of that truck were able 
to walk away with minimal injuries. Uh, they did transport the driver at the time to a local hospital, but he's been since released. So you guys came upon that. I mean, you're, you, you and Jason were traveling out to Las Vegas. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're going out there to do. Yeah, this weekend, it's an exciting weekend. Of course, NASCAR over there at the big track, but we're over just across the street right now. Uh, we're at the Bull Ring at Las Vegas Motor Speedway where we have ARCA racing going on this weekend. Uh, so they're going to be helping out with that a little bit as well as some legend car racing. It's an exciting weekend for everybody. Well, and you, you ended up uh, inadvertently doing double duty here, um, reporting on behalf of the uh, New Mexico Motorsports Report, uh, snapped me a photo and then shared it on Twitter. And uh, my goodness, um, you even got quoted in a couple of outlets. Uh, talk about how exciting that was. It kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I, I hate to say right place, right time for an incident like that. But as far as being able to cover it, that's kind of the instance that happened there. Uh, got picked up by a couple outlets out here in Las Vegas. Uh, you saw it on JSD, com, a lot of NASCAR outlets as well. And um, able to document that accident. Luckily, again, everybody okay in that. And uh, we're able to continue racing this weekend. Just a, a, a scary deal for all, though. I mean, it's it, it was literally inches away from being way, way worse. I feel like if you could have pushed that with a finger that entire rig would have fallen down that hill. It, it, it was so scary. Oh, my goodness. That, that is pretty scary. Uh, I, I will say one of the local news outlets um, made an announcement um, that now you're a Sprint Cup driver. I mean, did that kind of surprise you? I mean, I, I see they could make that simple mistake, you know, uh, uh, you know, Sprint Car, Sprint Cup. I mean, we haven't been Sprint Cup in a while, so... Um, uh, congratulations on your promotion. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, I guess you can catch me on Sundays now, so I won't forget about everybody in Albuquerque for sure, but that was a, a, a funny typo there made by the local outlet out here. Sprint car driver, a little bit different than the old Sprint Cup series, but um, it was a good laugh for everybody. Absolutely. Hey, man, thank you for uh, updating us on that, and uh, you know, be safe this weekend, and we'll hear all about your uh, travels and everything uh, when you get back. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave, and I hope you guys have a great weekend as well. Looking forward to covering all this for everybody. Um, just a really cool situation out here in Las Vegas. Of course, playoffs underway, big, big weekend, and I'm sure I'll have a lot to share next week right here on the Mexico Motorsports Report. All right, so... Uh uh, right place, right time, uh, wrong time for uh, Riley Herbs. But he did make it to qualifying yesterday. A uh, little bit of uh, rough time on his first qualifying lap. Uh, car snapped around, but he kept it off the wall. So uh, uh, you can tune in later today and watch the race. All right, let's jump into the Law Tigers event calendar. And i, I got to start off with the big, big event, the Hot Rod Rumble going on today, uh, setting up now out there. I saw uh, Stevie Cruz yesterday. Uh, getting all ready, talking to me about all the different cars that are coming in, um, including you've got the AFX cars. Uh, they're really cool, as well as they've got a bunch of gassers that came in. Um, they're going to be running this race. Uh, all kinds of different things. There's top 10, best of trophies. This is one of the coolest events because it is a car show. It is a, a nostalgic drag race. And so you get to check out cars, but then you get to watch the cars um, actually go out there and run. So make sure you uh, get out there. And check that out. It says gates officially open at 8 a.m. It's run until 4 p.m. You can hang around for uh, Sunday. Um, and the year of performance street to strips happening with the New Mexico uh, Mopar, uh, Mopar Club. 
Roswell, 21st, 22nd. You got trucking for tots. Uh, but, RJ, uh, what's going on over at Sandia this weekend? Yeah, Sandia has a cool thing going on where it's a specific day that is going to be pretty much flat track racing. So it's a two-day event going on today and tomorrow, the 15th and 16th, where uh, all classes, both tracks, it's uh, open for amateurs, over 40, vintage, vintage over 40, uh, peewee, powder puff, twin cylinder. They have a lot of different variations of a hey, two-wheel racing. So, hey, it's a good thing out there. They're going to have a... Awesome day going on today where the gates open at 9, but racing will be at 4. And then early racing where gates are going to open at 8 a.m. Sunday, and racing starts at 10 a.m. tomorrow. So next weekend, of course, you got Southwest Motorsports going to be running the Miata Mayhem. And we're going to have more later in this show um, about that. Uh, Vado Speedway uh, gearing up. So they're they're taking a couple of weeks off, but they got a big race uh, coming um, on October 21st. Actually, just, I mean, next weekend. Um, and it's the Rancho Milagro 22nd Fall Nationals, 21st through the 23rd. Uh, Alien Speedway's got their uh, their weekly championship racing uh, going on today. Moriarty MX uh, with a prep track practice. Uh, the the um, TLC MX and the DKD Electric Mini Tracks are going to be open. All right, we got a whole lot more coming up, including there is a big event out at Razorville next weekend that we're going to tell you all about on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And if you haven't had a chance to head out to Razorville yet, uh, you really need to. And so excited to have um, Frank Keen um, in the studio. How you doing this morning, Frank? Great. And you, sir? I'm doing good. So, I mean, it, it's been a couple months since we had you in the studio, but it sounds like um, you've had a lot of improvements. But first, let's let's talk about your event you got coming up next weekend. Well, it's a, uh, a Halloween event uh, and also a uh, uh, event honoring first responders, police, EMTs, fire, etc., all of the people that are out there helping us uh, day in and day out. Um, as you know, they haven't had the best... Uh, uh, acceptance and uh, and uh, recognition from a, a lot of media outlets and, and people in general across the country due to politics and other issues that I right. don't want to get into. But we decided to say we wanted to say thank you to them here. So inviting them out, taking them out for a ride in the desert. Uh, Joe's Pasta House is providing them with a great buffet uh, lunch. And uh, we have raffles and drawings, and there'll be some uh, some activities for the kids out there as well. So just a day to come out and enjoy, and, and some of the agencies will bring bringing out their uh, recruiting tents Neat. and uh, trying to help them, you know, raise their staffing levels and stuff like that. So just uh, just a way for the community, uh, our off-road community, to say thank you to law enforcement and the rest of the first responders. 
Is there a, a pre-registration required, or nope. people just come out? They just come on out. It's uh, free as always. Nobody's ever paid anything out there. Right. And uh, and uh, it's a good day to come out and say thank you to the people that protect us and and uh, and our properties and, and and our ambulance drivers, all of them. So including everybody in that uh, first responders. Where's the best way to get information? Uh, they can go on our Facebook page uh, for uh, Razorville uh, Smoking Bells Ranch and. Uh, uh, we, we're in the process right now. We have a new website being built as well, and uh, so there's a lot of activity on social media. They can find us, and uh, and as well as uh, my internet forum, the RazorForum.net, and uh, so it's working out very well. And uh, we're getting a lot better of uh, community acceptance. So uh, we've got a new mission statement, uh, an expanded mission statement to help train people in the safe use of the machines, uh, how to maintain the machines and what necessities to carry if, in fact, they do break down. So it's uh, it's uh, working well. Uh, we've also started doing some uh, fence repair for some of the landowners out there and, and making sure that we're good neighbors and so on and so forth. And so uh, Razorville is R-Z-R-V-I-L-L-E. Just uh, for those that are not familiar with what a, what a razor is, uh, I, I know you, you're, like, super involved and you know all the intricacies, but if people that are not familiar with what a razor is, what is a razor? Well, basically, it's a, a side-by-side vehicle, either in a two-seat or a four-seat uh, configuration, and anywhere from uh, eighty-five to uh, two hundred fifty horsepower. Oh my God! <laughs> and all the models in between, of course. And uh, and you know the demographics are really changing in the in the sport of uh, of side-by-side. Uh, of course, we have the racing in the younger generation, but a lot more of the uh, uh, 45 to 60 group mm-hmm. is getting into it because they can explore so much of the uh, uh, the mesas and the, and, the, and the valleys that we have and the beautiful uh, landscapes that we have here in New Mexico. And well, and I I, <clears throat> I, I kind of commented at the, uh, the horsepower when you think about the horse speed-to-weight ratio, which I think is, is where your passion lies in... Uh, um, and I know even, you know, as a, a mid-50s person, um, I think I might need some instruction on that. I mean, I've, I've been driving since I was like, you know, 14. Okay, you know, I mean, you know, at back in the day, we could drive at 14. So anyway, don't anybody worry about that. But um, but even um, older people, younger people, I mean, need to learn how to handle something like that, uh, which is, is where your passion lies. Um, and I, I find it neat that you're combining with, the ambulance people and, you know, because you yourself have been involved in uh, going on and rescuing quite a few people. Um, talk a little bit about uh, about that and how, you know, Razorville is kind of built around helping from the education standpoint. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I've, you know I've been at this a long time, so I've seen the, the most terrific of accidents to the uh, I have a flat tire and I don't have a jack type things uh, and stuff. But uh, that was one of the things in, in the educational process to to make them understand. And, and one of the biggest things we're seeing is, mind you, we went from a machine that had 60 horsepower with nine inches of travel mm-hmm. to a machine that has 225 horsepower with 23 inches of travel. Wow. So, oh, that's quite a big step. But what it means is an inexperienced driver in a 200 horsepower plus machine with that kind of travel can drive through terrain at higher speeds that he never should have driven, <laughs> you know, without some education right. and some experience. Right. So there's, there's that, but and engaging that, but uh, 
but uh you know we are pretty much on call 24 hours a day and uh have rescued hundreds out of the desert and um and hopefully everyone we've rescued has got the little educational mm-hmm. spiel for me about what to carry and how to be prepared and and because uh, most of most of the things can be solved pretty quickly but um two weeks ago we were out on a ledge ride up there and i think we had 20 cars and looked down by what's called snoopy rock and saw a guy out there by himself at a brand new, close to fifty thousand dollar machine. Wow! Came off the top of Snoopy Rock, flipped over three times, and uh, and uh, no tools, no nothing. So we went down, got him on his feet, and got him going again. But uh, you know that's part of kind of the creed of the off road community is that we've we've never left anybody out there. And that means if I've got up at two o'clock in the morning to go get them, or, or some of the other local people that do rescues, and, and that's uh, part of the camaraderie and stuff. And uh, and we hope to expand on that that uh, people uh, you know are just taking care of each other out there, because successful rides means the wife wants to go again next weekend. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the industry itself is expanding beyond uh, anybody's uh, wildest dreams. So. Uh, um, but uh, locally here, you know, I really wanted to, uh, um, you know, use a lot of that passion to do a lot more education. So we're going to be doing a lot more training, uh, preparations, what you should carry, and uh, try and do that in a fun way so that people actually absorb it and, right. and use it, you know. I, 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 one of the things I love about um, this particular forum with interviews is uh, to be able to get to people like, like your passion. I mean... Uh, what got you started in this whole thing? Because it's clearly grown into a major part of your life. Yeah, well, you know, back when I was, uh, oh, I want to say I was 48 uh, when I got into the races. But prior to that, um, you know, five kids, so we had five quads. Uh, yeah. Because we're always in off-roading and, and, and camping with the family. And uh, and once the races came out, um, you know, I think I've said this to you before, you know, with age comes a cage. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, uh, and there's a lot more safety features. But uh, um, so, you know, I, I, I think I had the first razor ever sold in New Mexico. Wow. And, uh, and started exploring uh, uh, the mesas and was just amazed by the scenery and the history and, and all of that. And, uh, and, and the family got into coming and, and all of that. And then the sport just started to exponentially grow and grow and grow. I was fortunate enough to become a partner with Polaris Industries. So then I got some insight into uh, development of new products, what worked, what didn't work. And it was interesting in the very beginning, you know, these machines were bare bones and, and a little bit of speed. And uh, so I was the old timer at Polaris saying, well, guess what? The older demographics are going to want power steering. They're going to want a glass windshield. They're going to want to be comfortable when they go out. Right. So then the ergonomics and, and, and accessories started to come into it. So uh um, you know, I spent the last 15 years doing it, and it's just uh, been a wonderful experience. And, uh, and you know, I've got friends across the world now from uh, from being involved in the sport. Well, and it's it's neat how um, you know. I also know about you know your your personal business and um, kind of how you, you've taken your uh, um, and grown your own business. And, and it's funny because it's the, it's kind of similar. I mean, you've got that that big brain on you know on the top of your your body, and you're starting to think about um, the other things that other people would be involved in. Um, and you've been involved in some huge events. I mean, thousands of people. Um, and uh, and to see all sharing that passion and to have Razorville. Um, t- for people who don't know where Razorville is, uh, 
uh, let them know um, how to get there off of Southern. Yeah, they go up Southern Boulevard, and uh, three streets on the left will be 39th Street uh, after the pavement ends. And if they go down there about a quarter mile on the right-hand side, you can't miss it. There's 17 flags flying, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and we have uh, high-speed Internet, Wi-Fi, solar power, and uh, so it's, uh, it's an easy site to find. Uh, the, the turn is also now marked by uh, three American flags on the, on the pole out there, so you can't miss that. Okay. And, uh, and uh, people are welcome to come out and, uh, and enjoy the sport, learn about it, get involved. Uh, Mostly every Sunday morning, uh, we're out there serving coffee and donuts about 8 o'clock, and then we'll get a group ride going about 9 o'clock after a safety meeting and stuff. Is there a significance to the, the three American flags? Uh, well, we have uh, uh, Blue Lives Matter, okay. Red Lives Matter, Got it. an American flag. There you go. <laughs> um, and so what I love most about you, Frank, is, is, is you live what you preach. And so I appreciate it. So, uh, so one more time, uh, let people know uh, how to connect with Razorville. Yeah, uh, um, Razorville uh, on Facebook, um, uh, com, and uh, um, a variety of the, you know, we're doing a lot of uh, postering for the new events and stuff like that, so um, they can find us, find us on the Internet pretty easily. And uh, more than welcome to come out. There's never a charge to ride out there, and uh, come out and learn about your machine. It makes it a lot more enjoyable if you know what you're doing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, well, I wish you well on your event. Uh, I know it's going to uh, be a success, and um, any event with uh, glazed grinders um, involved uh, can't be bad um, at all. But, hey, thank you so much for coming out. One, one other oh, quick yeah. thing. We're asking people to come out to uh, to bring a small stuffed animal toy or whatever that we can give to the police departments for the back seats of their cars for Great. child uh, uh, you know, awareness and, and stuff. Wow, yeah. that's, that's fantastic. Hey, thank you. Uh, wish you well, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Have a good one, guys. All right. Well, we've got a whole lot more coming up on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shell Penzel Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017, the team. Hey Albuquerque, this is AJ Almendinger, driving the number 16 Chevy Camaro for College Racing. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. And uh, a lot of uh, we have a lot of fun on this show talking about cars and, you know, working on cars and and, of course, you know, your daily driver and such. And as most of you know that have been listening to the show for any length of time, you know I'm a terrible mechanic. So I'm always looking um, for good mechanics and always looking for opportunities for people. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, earlier this week I was at um, one, of our, uh, one of our listeners, uh, and he was talking about how, you know, he's constantly looking for good people. So it made me think a little bit about some of the different programs that are out there. And, of course, uh, I remember CNM clear back when it was called TBI, um, and there was a little more emphasis placed on uh, vocational, but it has come to where 
uh, we're needing much more emphasis on uh, vocational training for some of the jobs out there, like if you want to be able to get your car back and forth to work. So I reached out to CNM, and Curtis is joining us with the uh, automotive program there. Uh, good morning, Curtis. How you doing? Good morning. Thank you for welcoming me on the show, David. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the CNM automotive program and how somebody might go about getting some more information. So CNM Automotive, like all programs and all courses, we are pretty much, we care about six core values, which is be caring, be connected, be courageous, be ethical, be exceptional, and be inspiring. And, and that's really what we try to do as far as the automotive career field and get students that may have or may have not ever worked on a car, give them the opportunity to actually come in and do things to cars that they never thought that they could do. So uh, we take the students out, uh, you know, with very little experience or some experience or whatever the case may be, and we take them pretty much bumper to bumper through a car by the time that they graduate and, and hopefully get them employed into the automotive career field if that's what they choose. Well, that's fantastic, and I know that there are so many people that are out there looking, um, and this is a, a great opportunity for somebody to get some training. Um, are, are the different classes based on certifications in certain areas, or is there an overall, um, you know, program degree that your your students work towards? So we are an ASC, Automotive Service Accredited Training Program. Um, we also work with Snap-on through NC3 training, and the students will go through uh, various different courses. So in first term, they're able to get a certificate in what we call uh, Automotive Fundamentals, which is Introduction to Automotive, Automotive Brakes, Steering, Suspension, Electrical. They'll end, then enter second term where they will go into engine repair, automatic transmissions, manual transmissions, and uh, electronics. In third term, the term that they'll graduate, they'll enter engine performance one, engine performance two, and AC and heating. So anybody familiar with AC, ASC, those are the eight areas in which that you're certified as a technician uh, when you get out in the field. Fantastic. Is there um, any placement um, opportunities or is there... Um, a, a way that you guys have incorporated that into your programs? So we run two programs. The first program is a program that the students are required to take for credit. So a week before they get ready to graduate, what they will do is they will apply and send resumes to three shops, independent shops or dealerships here in town or out of town if they choose, where they will actually work like they're going to get a job there. And they will shadow a master technician for a week and 35 to 40 hours where they will just spend time with that technician. And, and we've had really good success with that as far as students getting, getting a job placement or, or work in a dealership or independent shop. The other internship that we have is, and we've, we've had this for about a year and a half now, we are working closely with Albuquerque Fire Rescue, uh, Bernalillo County Water Authority. There, we are in talks with the city of Albuquerque Transit, which we would like to explain that to the Albuquerque Police Department, where a student will graduate at first term. They will get into the program. They have to be selected. They will get into that program. They will interview with me. They will interview with uh, Randy Bloomer at Albuquerque Fire Rescue, who's been great with us. And they will spend one week, uh, or I'm sorry, one day a week uh, from 7 o'clock in the morning to where they have their pre-brief and they are act treated like they are part of the team. 
They stay there a whole day till about 3.30. So by the time that the student has completed the program two semesters worth, they have done approximately 250 to 270 hours on their own of real shop environment where they have done everything that, that a normal shop would do, which accounts for part of their experience necessary for their ASC certification. So when they graduate CNM, because we are an ASC school, ASC will give them one year of their two-year required experience, and doing this internship will allow them to get about almost a quarter to a third of that time of their second year. So it gets them right out of the right out of the gate working towards that that experience. Well, and in, in, in other traditional forms of education, there's also um, scholarship opportunities as well. It sounds like these internships. Um, are there opportunities uh, available as well for scholarship? Uh, absolutely. There's, uh, you know, there's financial aid, there's scholarships, there's grants. Um, we have a lot of companies, especially in, in Albuquerque, that uh, have devoted their their uh, funds to help students succeed uh, in the industry. Uh, students that may be having hardships or you know, the uh, classes may be expensive or whatever the case may be. And, you know, we've got a, a strong staff that starts from, from President Hartzler at CNM to Sydney Gunthrow Academic Affairs to even our dean, uh, Amy Ballard and Joe Schaub and Sharon Gordon. All of those are there to help students succeed and, uh, you know, make it so that they can come to, to CNM, which, you know, we are a community college. We're there for the community. We're trying to make, you know, the best that we can of, of, of our students. You know, and, and that extends out to, you know, we're doing dual credit with West Mesa and the Career Enrichment Center with uh, Mark Mulroy out there. We're doing some uh, dual credit with the city of Bernalillo, um, West Mesa, Rio Rancho. So we're, we're trying to get these students uh, excited about working on cars right at the high school level and, and ultimately come to us and, and finish what they, what they want to do. Well, it makes a lot of sense what you're talking about with the, um, the governmental or the municipality, um, you know, partnerships. Um, but what kind of um, stakeholders do you see as far as on the corporate side, um, corporations getting involved um, in helping kind of feed their workforce? Well, we've got uh, here at the school, we have what's called Subaru U, which is Subaru University. Cool. Um, students can enroll into Subaru University. They can take uh, pretty much what their techs would be taking at their dealership. They can do it here in school. Um, they finish those modules, and usually if we we get students that get 50 to 70 of those modules done, usually Subaru is, is calling us and, and wanting to get those students. <laughs> um, we've gotten great factory support with Subaru, um, great factory support with uh, Ford, uh, and, and the school as a whole has been real good with us to try to promote uh, our newest program, which is hybrid vehicles and electric vehicles. So that's a, another avenue that a student can take. Yeah, I was absolutely going to ask about the constant changes and, of course, um, what we're seeing in uh, hybrid and electric technology coming in. Um, and, uh, you know, so, you know, uh, your classes, are they a combination of, of online and in-class instruction? Well, because we've got so many, such a diverse community, we've got classes that are the traditional face-to-face -face and lab, and then we've got classes that are what we're calling hybrid, where the lecture is delivered online, 
uh, at the comforts of the student whenever they can do it. And then they will come in at a set time, and that's when we have the lab work. So the, the basis behind that is that they have the foundation of what we're going to talk about in the lab that day, and they come to class prepared. So we've, we've kind of got a, a mixture of both depending on what suits the students as far as their need. That's fantastic. Um, so I was curious, if, if somebody is listening and they're either – you know, a company that wants to find a way to help or a shop that's looking for help um, or even a student that uh, maybe is interested in a Subaru University. Um, how do you best, uh, how do they best connect with you? Um, they can always, uh, they can always contact me at uh, cgarand, C-G-A-R-A-N-D at cnm.edu. Uh, and I'll gladly uh, point them in any direction that they would like to go. Um, as far as the, the industry, we have advisory council meetings where the industry comes and talks to us in the spring and fall semester, lets us know what we're doing good, what we're doing not so good. Uh, we don't like the not so good, but we, <laughs> the, you know, the, the good things that we're doing and we get a lot of participation with that. Um, so they can, they can reach out there. I'm always willing to go out and, and talk to anybody that would like to take on a student and, and anything that we can do as far as that area, uh, that, you know, the, the, the bottom line to help the students succeed. We want them to succeed. We want them to come through the program and, and have a good time doing it and, uh, and, and go out and, and use that skill out in the industry. I was just curious, do you, do you have like a, a success story or a, um, a, a story which he had a student come into this program and it just really ended up uh, getting them on track and making a huge difference in their life? I'm really glad you asked that because I tell my first term students, I mainly teach first term, which is introduction to automotive. And I was teaching one night and I was talking about the program and, and all the things. And, and for a student coming into the program, that can be a little overwhelming that mm -hmm. first night of, did I really get into this, what I wanted to do? And I had a student come to me and she, uh, she, it was during break and she said, Curtis, I, I don't think I can do this. I got into this because um, I, you know, my boyfriend rides motorcycles on the, on the weekend. We get together after talking to lunch and, and, and they're saying things I don't even understand. So that's why I got into this, but I, I don't know if I can do this. And I said, well, you know what? Go ahead and hang on. This is meant to be fun. It's meant to, you know, get you involved in vehicles. This student actually graduated our program, the diesel technology program mm. and truck driving. So I, I always tell my first-term students, you know, here, here's an, an opportunity for you that if you're sitting on the fence, you're not sure if this is what you want to do, this is what it's for. You, you get to come in. You get to play with our cars, not your cars. You can play with our cars. <laughs> and, uh, you know, cars are not chalkboards. They don't, they don't like having their engines taken out. And, yep. and, uh, but you can do that here and experience it. And, and maybe down the road when you realize that mechanics – you know, they eat around their fingers, they eat their sandwich around their fingers because the part their fingers are on is dirty and we just throw that away. Right. Uh, if that doesn't, doesn't enlighten you, then, then this is a great place to come and find out whether you do or not. What a fantastic story. I mean, uh, Curtis, we talk a lot about um, uh, car guys and, you know, car conversations and, you know, sometimes misinformation and, you know, uh, people talking about things they don't know about. So I, I appreciate, you know, somebody actually uh, – um, a student actually uh, articulating that because we all do kind of feel that um, and yet we, we, we all want to be successful. Hey, thank you so much for coming on um, and giving us some time today. Um, and hopefully uh, somebody who's listening out there uh, will reach out and, and, you know, maybe make a big difference in their lives. 
Absolutely. I pre- once again, I appreciate you having us on and, and being able to highlight CNM and, and all of the programs, you know, whether it's diesel, uh, automotive, um, carpentry, welding, all of the programs that CNM uh, backs and, and does real well with. We've got some real dedicated administration and staff and instructors. And so anytime that I can highlight CNM, I, I, I'd love to do it because it's, it's, it's a great place. Awesome. Thank you so much, Curtis. All right, everybody, stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more coming up on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Hey, Albuquerque. This is Denny Hamlin of the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And uh, RJ, looks like uh, we got a bunch of uh, car shows, so let's uh, let's tag team a couple of these, knock them out really quick. I'll, I'll take the first one in uh, Roswell. Um, you've got the uh, Cars for Breast Cancer Awareness at Cahoon Park uh, going on at 11 o'clock. Uh, what do you got, uh, let's see, over there on uh, Central and Atrisco? Yeah, we got a little cruise going on. It's uh, the old school, kind of a old school cruise. That's a Superior and Cruising, the 505. It's old. It's an awesome cruise that they have going on. At 530, they're going to be cruising West uh, Central, meeting at Central and Atrisco, going around. They're going to have a good time doing it. It seems like a cool setup, a good amount of sponsorships going out there. But, hey. Take it back to the old school. Have a good cruise. Have a fun time. Good stuff coming up. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do these together because Aztec is, is right by Farmington. So sure uh, you've got the Block Party and Car Show for Oktoberfest in Aztec, New Mexico going on today, 10 to 3, uh, followed up with a lowrider meetup at Brookside Park in Farmington at 530. Um, big, big show that you're heading over to, um, New Mexico Council of Car Clubs, Peace Sebastian. Uh, give us some info on that one. Yeah, and right over pretty much after the show, it's from 10 to 2 at the Manzano Mesa Multicultural Center, which is at 501 Elizabeth Southeast Albuquerque. Uh, join us for free pizza game prizes. I mean, had me sold right there. But it's from the New Mexico Car Council Club. It's end-of-year community pizza bash. So seems like a great time. Go out there, support, have some pizza, and have a good time. Awesome. And then we're going to be handing out some uh, flyers at that one for the Hooters Spooktac- Spooktacular Car show coming up on the 29th. We'll have a bunch more on that. Um, but I do love that I get to say this one um, as the final car show. In Anthony, New Mexico, cruise and booze. Um, booze like, you know, like a ghost. Not booze like a booze. But anyway, 11 to 3 going on tomorrow. Uh, joining us in the studio now is uh, Kyle Vallejos. How are you doing this morning, Kyle? I, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'll have you scoot to the mic there. There you go. Um, so going on next weekend, Miata Mayhem. Um, now, of course, the name is, this used to be in May, but now it's moved to um, October, but uh, you, you've got to inspect Miata. You've been, uh, how many years have you been um, racing out there? Oh, gosh. Uh, I've been out there since 2017. 2017. So, gosh, how many years is that? Like 
So how many, how many thousands? <laughs> how many thousands of dollars now? Is that later? <laughs> oh gosh, I know it's it's a really good question. I'm more than five. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. So talk a little bit about how 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 you get involved in spec me auto racing. Uh, well, um, I was always like like interested in it. Um, back when I was like 16, but I never really had the money for it, so I right. went, went autocrossing instead. But then I just like saved my money up while I was like autocrossing, and then yeah, by like 2017, I was able to afford to go out there and do it and. I just talked with some of the guys at the track, and they were able to help me find a car for sale, and the other one helped me find a trailer for sale, and all just kind of came together, and then just went out there and started racing, and then I went uh, to their racing school to get the racing license you need to compete. Right. And then, and that's, and the rest is history there. Well, what what I love is, one, the the Spec Miata is is a fairly expensive entry-level car, but at the same time, you're not giving up anything. The driving experience is as good as anything else I've driven, um, and yet uh, you know you can find parts. It's affordable, and, and this group is really um, helpful too. They help each other, and they, they you know they're all about kind of car counting. And regardless of what level you are, you know whether you back marker. I mean, I I just don't want to finish last. Is you know <laughs> was always my thing. Um, but there's always somebody to race with because there's there's those guys that are super fast spending um a lot more money but there's a, a little bit for everyone but but you have really your skill level has really continued to evolve over the last couple of years yeah yeah like yeah like when i first started i was more like like like, like middle of the packed back marker and right. then once you figure out how to drive the car you get a little better and then also too you can kind of because there's a few areas where like you like you can like like improve the car as well right but there's not a whole lot you can do because for the most part they want you to keep it like stock engine right like like everyone has the same uh, suspension, and then mostly like it's just tires, then like a few little setup changes here and there, just in camber, a few things, just trying to find things that fit your driving style. Because some people like the car that's looser, some people like the car that's tighter, and then you just work with that, and gain experience just running in the pack. Really, have you had an opportunity to go to any other tracks? Um, have you done run down to the Royal Seco or? Unfortunately, I have not. I was wanting to this year, but okay. then the gas prices kind of shot yeah. up, and it was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm just staying here. And then the year before that was COVID, but I'm hoping right. next year, right? Um, like I'm wanting to go somewhere else and race just to try it out. Like, like most likely, like it will be um, um, on the Royal Seco if it's on okay. the calendar next year. Awesome. Well, I, I think it. I think it will be. Um, but I think that that's one of the things that's cool too is. Um, with with road racing, there's you know you, there's not a whole lot of setup change. I mean, you want to get the well balanced car. Um, even though I you know those that are running way up towards the front of the pack probably know all the little nuances with the different tracks. But uh, um, I, it, one thing that always really excited me too is you as a young man because you, you know a lot of us older dudes are the guys that are out in road racing. But Spec Miata seems to be a place where you're finding a lot more younger people. Yeah. Well, I think it's mostly due to the fact that it's just more affordable. I mean, like right. if I could afford to go race like like Ferraris and Porsches, <laughs> like heck yeah, I go do well, that. You you but, you were close to doing something like that. Oh yeah, long, yeah, yeah, a long time ago back yeah. Australia like driver's series competition unfortunately didn't work out. Right. Yeah, the owner ended up like getting his stuff refilled <laughs> like two weeks before we were supposed to go down there. It's like dang, that would have been cool, but oh well. Yeah. So what, what do you what do you like most about uh, about road racing? Road, um, I think it's just let's see, um, I think it's just like like just the competition, like like well, like me out of like in general, like because it's fun because you can still like bump draft like but like you can like on an oval track, but yet right. though I know it's just fun because you have to set up different corners differently. You have to think like multiple corners ahead. 
Right. Because it seems like, because like when I used to do like oval track racing and go karts, it could, like, like, like you weren't really racing the track as much. You were like, like racing with the other competitors. While road racing is a challenge because you have to do both. Right. You have to race the other competitor. You have to set them up. But then you also have to just drive the track too, or else you're not going to be able to set them up to pass them. And it's just a whole different level. And plus you're like shifting, downshifting, upshifting. There's a lot more. There's a lot, lot more going on. It. Yeah. Well, and and I agree. the The other thing is I've I've driven in other um, divisions in which you can use power. You know, uh, we call it, you should call it point and poke. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Miata racing is all momentum. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you go in there and you carry as much momentum as you can, um, scuffing off momentum it, because you're talking sixteen hundred, eighteen hundred cc cars. Um, you can't you can't pull it off the corner. Uh, like you can in a big block, you know, um, and nothing's more satisfying than running up on a, you know, a GT Mustang or whatever um, in your little Miata. Now, it'll pull you down straight. You'll be oh, gone. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that that's what's also neat is is uh, the difference in um, how would people um, get more information um, uh, about spec Miata racing? How would you recommend they engage? Well, the way that I would recommend the most is actually coming out to a race. Because it's because it's like completely free to just spectate, and and plus you can get like in the garage area. There's no extra fee for that, and you can just go up and talk to like literally anybody. Awesome. Because heck, actually, like back, like back when I was like 16 or so, like I went down there and checked it out, and one of the guys there actually had a two seater spec Miata, and he let me sit with him during one of like 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 the practice sessions or something. Like that, and yeah, and he just took me around the track. I'm like, this is freaking cool. I got to try to find some way to do it. And so, an, an adrenaline drug, drug dealer. Hey, yeah. thanks for coming <laughs> in this morning. Sorry, the segment was a little short, but um, but have some fun next week. Um, I've sold mine, so I'm not going to be able to join you guys, but uh, but the car is going to be out there. So, uh, so uh, but once again, appreciate you coming in. Hey, thank you, RJ. Thank you, Dan, for another great show. Uh, we'll have one next week. Um, enjoy the weekend. Uh, we'll see you next week. This has been the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7 The Team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report. Presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week where your host David Swope will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national.